This episode is brought to you by BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TMS. You just pay $5 shipping. Coming up on TMS, safety orange strap-on. Open the podcast doors, Hal. I hate big tech and I cannot lie. Everyone just needs to shut up. I dated Kip Winger. Threw a carrot at her. Sir Burgabatory. Good enough. uh, Hemi Sagar. (laughs) You'll get neither Sega nor sex. Mission Impossible. Crossing guard coordinator. Pete don't like whammies. I got my robbing stick. I'm sorry, I stepped on you. Hill on haunted house. Press nine faster. Tom's tech time. Recommendals and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I make difficult decisions every day, but not about tampons. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. This is the morning stream. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TMS. It is Wednesday, October 7th, 2020. I am Scott Johnson. He is Brian Ibbett. He is. Yes, he is. He is. Because I forgot my name pre-show. Forgot my name, people. Yeah, for just a hot second, Brian forgot his name pre-show. He smelled a little name. toast. Uh, tasted copper. Wasn't sure what was going on. <laughs> hey, I do remember, though, that that, uh, that tampon thing you played at the top of the show mm-hmm. sounded a lot like the woman who gets possessed by the devil in that movie we watched for his film sack. I want to say it's The House on the Hill. Haunted or- Hill? Ha- no. The House? Haunting of Hill House? No, that's a it TV show. That's the Netflix thing. Yeah. Haunt, the haunt, the haunting? No. The no. Uh, something about the house and the hill. That 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 hill and house. Is she the one that says she's the bullshit? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what she says. All right. Well, wait. So now I gotta find it. All right. House on Haunted Hill. Is that it? I don't remember. Um, yes, the house on Haunted Hill, or as Multi B seventy eight put, the hoist on Haunted Hill. The hoist on Haunted Hill. Is this this one right? Oh wait, see. Let me see if this is the file. I don't know if this is it. Shit. No, it's not no. it. No. Dude, I have so many shit clips. I have so yeah, I many. I, I don't know. even know where to I don't know how to sort them. I gotta go find that one. Anyway, it's a classic, and I'm glad Brian brought it up. It might be uh, it might be under bullshit. Can you look for a bullshit really quick? Uh yeah. I have nothing. Oh. Nothing okay. under that. Well. Uh, I think she just goes. Your tagging system is garbage. Doesn't she just go, <laughs> shit? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. She doesn't say bullshit. She just says shit. That's yeah. Right. Well, so we got all the S words out at the top of the show today. So, sorry. That's all you're going to Yeah, sorry. There you go. Uh, now now your kids could listen from yeah, this point now, forward. Now, tell Junior in the back seat. Everything's fine. He can listen now. All right. Uh, check it out, guys. Episode 2001. Open the pod bay doors. Yeah, that's right. Scott's going to make a dumb reference for every 2000 episode we have up to 2020. That's how it's going to go. Yeah. That's how it's yeah. going to be. And Brian saved me some, from some embarrassment this morning because <laughs> I thought 2010 was the year we made. Or no, I thought 2001 was the tagline, the year we make contact. Brian was very right. quick to remind me. No, that's 2010. So yes. we'll, we'll save so that I one. I certainly saved you from any embarrassment. Yeah, of- thank you for that. <laughs> Now that I've, now that I've expressed all of it in detail and uh, embarrassed myself, anyway, that went great. Uh, so now let's not do that again. Hey, uh, yeah. a quick update on the smash and grab. A lot of people sent uh, very nice comments about uh, feeling bad about Taylor's car getting mashed into and uh, stuff. 
turns out there was a robbery. We thought there wasn't. Oh. But there was. And it wasn't until the next day that Taylor suddenly needed the thing in question and then realized, oh, it's not there. So oh, she no. keeps she keeps in the car a diaper bag for when she goes somewhere. So plenty of diapers and stuff in the house. But if she leaves, yeah. it's like, okay, here's the here's the you know, the the bug out yeah. bag full of diaper stuff. And it's right. got diapers, his favorite books, some toys, oh. stuff like that. And they took her they took the kid's diaper bag. Oh my god. I almost want to do another expletive, Scott, but we've I already know. used them all up at the beginning of the show. I know there's so many up there we've ruined the rest of the show, but those Honestly, guys are uh, uh, farging ice holes. I, I, I agree. <laughs> to, use, to use the Johnny Dangerously terms. And there was nothing else in the car worth stealing. They probably thought, oh, it looks like a notebook bag or, a, you know, they, I don't know what they thought. But they just grabbed it and ran. I'm sure it ended up in a bush somewhere. But you blamos, what do you think? Diapers grow on trees. Stuff's <sighs> expensive, man. No kidding. Well, the fact anyway. that it's the fact that it's his fa- that Van's favorite books. That's I know. You know, diapers replaceable, diaper bag replaceable, whatever. And I hope they cut themselves on some of the glass. <laughs> I do too. I hope they do a lot of things. But the are. fact that it's like his favorite books and toys. Yeah. It like sucks. Yeah, it's stuff he likes to bring over here when he visits, and we like to read him his little books and stuff. And I suppose well, show, me, can... show me a list of a few of those books. We're, we're gonna we're gonna help replace them. We're gonna replace Van's books. And yes. a couple of diapers and while we're toys. At. Absolutely. I'm going to send him a, some jarts, some lawn darts. <laughs> oh, you know, lawn uh, there's darts. that cabbage patch doll that eats hair. I'm going to get her, get him that one. Wait a minute. Is that uh, maybe the Barbie doll, Barbie doll that says math is hard. I'm going to get him that. I don't remember the, the, there being a cabbage patch kid that ate its own hair. Is Not there? its own hair. The hair of the kids who played with it. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it would basically, I don't know if it was Cabbage Patch, Cabbage Patch Doll, but it was a doll that like had a little motor and it would eat and you'd put little bits of food and it would pull the food in like a fax machine uh, oh. or, or a paper shredder, more, <laughs> more exactly. Oh, I found and, it. Uh, I found yeah, it. It's called... And it, uh... and it would basically go in... <laughs> and it would like keep pulling the hair into its mouth. Oh. Oh, that's no good. This thing okay, is... it was a Cabbage Patch. I thought I remembered it being a Cabbage Patch Doll. I just... I knew that the original Cabbage Patch dolls didn't have motors or features or kung fu grip oh, or anything like that. That came later, yeah. That wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't a brand new thing. That's horrendous, yeah. man. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine your doll? That doll just starts eating your kid's hair, and she's screaming. Yeah, it's stop. like slowly climbing your child's head, like. <laughs> that's not cool at like all. Like it's that guy in Free Solo ascending El Capitan. Yeah, that's not cool at all. I don't like no, that. That was, well, almost, that was almost like a, a Dennis Miller reference. Ah, he's that Cabbage Patch doll, cha-cha, climbing your kid's hair like he's that free solo kid. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing these days? Is he doing anything? Uh, probably to, uh, swilling in his uh, in his conservative juices. <laughs> oh. oh, was he a, and, a commentator? And signing his name really huge on pieces of paper and saying, that's the news, I'm out of here, cha-cha. Oh, yeah, when he did the scribble thing, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Those were our SNL salad days, you guys. That's what we grew up. They really were. Yeah, Yeah, I mean Phil Hartman and Dana Carvey and Dennis Miller, Spade. I mean, I know that that there was a that some came and went during that time, but like there was this this period in the '90s with like just a great SNL group. Yep, Uh, John Lovitz was great. Oh, Lovitz. Uh, Yeah, Jan Hooks. Jan Hooks was great. It was great. Um, that was a hell of a time. Mm-hmm. 80s mm-hmm. SNL. The, well, the good 80s SNL, because right before that was the Norm, bad 80s Norm SNL. Norm MacDonald. Yeah, Norm yeah. MacDonald came after Dennis. 
uh, and was the best. Norm Macdonald, the best uh, anchor Weekend news update host ever, ever, ever. I'll fight anyone to the death on this. Norm you might fight only. me. You might fight me because I think Tina Fey had the had the the cadence and the delivery nailed. I don't know. She was all right. Like Norm Macdonald was great, and I'd put him in my top five for sure, maybe even my top three. But he always it always felt like like uh, he was unaware of the joke until he said it. Whereas mm. Tina Fey delivered the joke like she was in on it and didn't care. I don't know if, if, if that makes any sense. Uh, barely, but I, I kind of get what you're coming from. Hey, we got an update on uh, <laughs> uh, a thing. <laughs> Here's the thing, David Hasselhoff. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> Germans love David Hasselhoff. Yeah, they're they're really into him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like that. Yeah, he did that it's a like lot. He's right? willing to buy Jeff Goldblum area a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> Get out some red yarn, Brian. We got a new connection to make. Anyway, uh, Scott and Brillo says Bob Decker and Scooby uh, Scooby Dad in the tadpole. I don't know if he's there today. Is he in there today? He did call us SOS and Brillo, by the way. Let's let's make it clear that I'm not the only one whose name got. What I say? You said Scott and Brillo. Oh, <laughs> how did so I? How that. did I not do that? That's weird. It is <laughs> You're SOS. just thinking, oh, that's Scott and Brian. Yeah, that's really weird. Anyway, he says, I'm a crossing guard coordinator and supervise 28 guards. Is this a thing? That's crazy, isn't it? I didn't realize that. No, like Uh, usually it was like five kids in sixth grade who would work as the crossing guards and they'd have to get excused five minutes before the end of uh, last period to go put their their safety orange strap on. Strap on. (laughs) Good, good term. Good use of term there. Strap. Yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> that worked out good. And then get excused early to go stand at the corner and help the kids cross the, the littler kids cross the street. Well, the school over here. Safety strap on. The, the, the school over here is just some old dude. It's just like one old dude. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. We were. It was uh, at my elementary school. It was the kids, and I was uh, I was a crossing guard for for part of my sixth grade mm. tenure. Gotcha. Well, I'm yeah. uh, uh, I'm just a little surprised someone's in charge of a bunch of them. Anyway, he says, one morning I was working a crossing and was bored shitless, he says, <laughs> waiting for the three kids that we uh, that we crossed to show up. <laughs> it's a funny way to put that, isn't it? Ah, we yeah, those kids. exactly. Uh, remember Brian saying that he tries to remember the words to I've just seen a face when his brain keeps him awake. I think that uh, that's what he said. Anyway, so I started to singing to, or started singing to myself and wound up doing the whole Rubber Soul original wow. 1965 U.S. release version. That was my <laughs> first album. Thanks for helping me pass the time, Bob Decker. So he he put your thing to use. Oh, but he did the he did the American release. He didn't do the uh, the U.K. release. Yeah, I mean, U.S. release. I think there's one or two extra songs on the uh, U.K. release. But maybe you don't remember <laughs> it all. You know what I mean? Because you're standing. So we never the, got to. If I needed someone. You know, know, like the that was on the UK version, not on the uh, US version. Listen, music nerd. No one else knows that information but you, Mister Music know, Nerd. I, I, I had to look it up because I knew there were songs that were on the. <laughs> I knew there were songs that were on the UK version that weren't on the US version, but I can't. I can't take credit that I actually remembered. I did have to look it up. I was like, okay, what was it? But, I totally bought it though. I totally did. Yeah. Uh, then finally, Stefan. Speaking of SNL, Stefan. Maybe it's just Stefan, but maybe Stefan. I don't know. Let's, he wrote in Stefan. He, he says, says, uh, he says it's about it's that a, sex line. It's for a kind st- of a thing where uh, a midget puts a pumpkin on its head and jumps on a trampoline. Uh, very good. See, now you're sounding like, who's that like? That's <laughs> <something> like. <laughs> okay. Which, where's the red yarn coming from on this one? Yeah. Um, so this is 
Okay, we had that conversation about that 1-800-SEGA line. Oh, yeah, right. Where you call and get Sega support back when you had a Genesis. Mm-hmm. And then we tried, I, Nick and I called it, and it was a sex line. We're like, what the mm-hmm. frick is this? Right. And then you and sex I called line. it. You and I sex called line. it, and it wasn't a sex line. It was something else. It was like <laughs> some kind of insurance thing or whatever it was the day we did it on the show. And that was really confusing, and I couldn't figure it out. So it turns out we weren't the only ones wondering. And Stefan says, hey, Scott, uh, was the uh, was this the message you heard when you tried to call the Sega hotline? The reply all podcasts are doing an investigation on weird phone numbers. So I went and listened to this episode. I'm already a fan of the show. I hadn't uh, caught up, though. So this is the most recent episode of uh, the Gimlet Media produced show, uh, Reply All. It's fantastic, by the way. And uh, sure enough... The exact same thing happens to a number, a myriad of 800 numbers. And they come off and they come on, they stop and they start. They have some states that are like, hey, here, use this voter hotline. Call us in on this voter hotline and that'll help you make sure you're registered. And then people call it and it's the sex line. And then you find out, wait, what? The sex line? That's not right. Anyway, apparently it all comes down to this one company that owns like something like 90% 90% of 800 numbers. And it is freaking weird. So I, ho- I totally recommend you guys check it out, by the way. Go listen to it. GimletMedia.com. You can find their yeah. show or just search for it wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and it goes deep into that whole thing. It's exactly the thing we were dealing with. That's really interesting. So what's the point of having they this 800 number them. if it changes all the time? Well, right? so like they get into that too. And... Some of that stuff still remains a mystery. Like why, why one minute was the number for the Sega hotline? Why was it a sex line today, and then an insurance line tomorrow, and then who knows what it is today? Right? Yeah, like I can't imagine uh, what the benefit. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. Oh, Straven says uh, they have to keep something on it, or the number goes into the ether. So basically, if they let that number sit idle for too long, they lose it. And uh, they can't use it for Sega help or sex. That's just <laughs> the two important things you need yes. your, your hotline for. <laughs> um, I'm going to see if actually, let's see what it does today. Okay. Okay. We're just going to check Oh, I this like out. this. Like, like uh, it's almost like uh, the, the, uh, the Iran hostage countdown. We're mm-hmm. on day 27. Yeah. But we're going to say, all right, what is the 800 number today? Yeah. Cause why not? Uh, so we got 800. Say, carries the same weight as the Iran hostage countdown that they did on the news, I'm, I'm sure. I'm everybody. sure. Oh, I'm 100% sure. All right. So this is USA Sega. U-S-A. Where's the? Oh, say, Sega. There we go. <laughs> I decided to sing it to get it. <laughs> Hope it's tips on how to use a uh, safety orange strap-on. Okay, here we go. I don't know what it'll be today. I hope nobody real answers. I hope they do, because I have stuff to say. Oh, okay. For directory assistance, press 9. Really? That's it? Okay. That's it. I'm putting that. Oh, it hangs up on you after that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that sucks, man. I want the, wow. uh, I wanted to it's find... It's a phone the, tree that doesn't even have a single branch on it. Yeah, lame. That nice tree is lame. Says, try again. <laughs> <laughs> Dice Tomato, here's something we found out Dice Tomato likes. Us calling the Sega hotline. Trying to, <laughs> trying to figure stuff out. Two thumbs up from Dice Tomato. Yeah, well oh, done. 
Stephanie says try again as well. Oh, well, <laughs> I guess we'll do it then. Hold on All a right, second. why are we trying again? Oh, All try right. it might be different. Okay, I see what you're saying. Oh, you say, oh, because it may happen again? Wow. The people telling us to try again can only use all caps to let us know to try again, by the way. Yeah, what's up with that? I'm Zoe, not Stephanie, and Dice Tomato, all, all caps. Try again! All right, S-E-G-A. I'll try it one more time. Let's give okay. it a shot. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Probably do the same thing, though. Okay, we're ringing. Wow, this time it just sits there. Yeah. Okay, it's picked up and says we're talking for 12 seconds. Yeah, and then it just hangs up. <laughs> That's really weird, dude. Wow, weird. Okay. I don't trust any of this. <laughs> I don't like any of this. Shojo says you took too long. Press 9 faster. I pushed it immediately. As soon, I mean, she didn't even talk and I hit it immediately. Don't ask me, man. I'm telling you, there's something funky. Go listen to that yeah. episode. Thank you, Stefan. 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 Every say your name. He's gonna. Third time's the job, Diane. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're not doing it. You don't get. Maybe during Tom's segment, but uh, you know, this is Brian's time. Yeah, this is Dunaway. And, time. Not, and by Brian, I don't mean me. I mean Brian Dunaway. No, you mean Brian Dunaway, and, and therefore he's being called right now. He's a part summon, of this. Summon, try calling him again. Yeah, call him again. <laughs> uh, when he gets on here, we're gonna have some fun. We're gonna play a game, and we're gonna see what's what. Here you go. Time for Babel Royale featuring our friend Brian Dunaway from South Carolina. Hello, Brian Dunaway. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Hi, how the heck are you? Oh, hi, Brian Dunaway. How you doing? Doing good, doing good. Yeah. Just trying to make it through what is, what's the day? Uh, today's <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. Perfect. Okay. I'm trying to make it through Wednesday. I uh, uh, I don't even know what to call today. Yeah. But apparently weird. it's Wednesday. Yesterday, I didn't know what it was either. I kept telling, uh, Tom right. Merritt was talking to me via text and. I said, oh, I'm so, I hope I'm not bugging you during the cord killers. And he goes, well, that would be on Monday. And I'm like, what, you, what even are we? Who are we? What is this? <laughs> Tina thought it was the next week. Like she was, we have plans a week from, well, we have plans this coming Tuesday. She thought it was yesterday and she was already like trying to figure out coordinating the plans that we had for next Tuesday last night. And I'm like, oh, you no, guys it's... get to make plans. Yeah. What we kind do? of weird reality do you guys I live know. in? Believe me, I know. Did she have a? Uh, was she relieved to find out that it was next week, or was she sad to hear it was next week? Uh, she was surprised. If we're if we're if we're if we're spinning the wheel of emotions, then I would say that she was surprised to find out that it was uh, okay next week. That's fair. We're doing uh, puzzle pint with the Moors. The Moors. The Moors. It was the Moops. The, the Moops. Moops. The card moops. says Moops. I'm sorry. The card says Moops. <laughs> All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna have some fun here and uh, add a listener to this mix who will now play Babel Royale with us. Let's find out who's been waiting very patiently. Hi, good morning. Who's this? Hi, it's uh, Amy, Red Fraggle in the chat. Well, hello, Amy. How the heck are you? Hi, doing great. How are you guys? Oh, that's great. We're good. happy to hear from you. We're doing good. Uh, we're going to play a game, and we're going to see if we can't win you some prizes in this in this uh, month of October. Brian, do you want to explain how this game works and what Amy could win? Oh, if I have to. Oh, uh, no. I'm going to give Scott and Brian a topic, and they're going to go back and forth, giving me answers that fit that topic. If one of them gives a wrong answer, a repeated answer, or they take too long to come up with an answer, the one is going to go to the other player. Amy, your job is to uh, take the pillow out between your mouth and the receiver and <laughs> predict who's going to come out on top based on the topic. Just kidding. She's Today, you are playing for a bunch of goodies, a bag of Kahala coffee, courtesy of uh, Kahawa Coffee Roasters, 
Um, Mad Max Fury Road. That's right. What? I I said Mad Max Fury Road on the show for change. A copy of it on Voodoo, courtesy of Jesus, and Neoverse, courtesy of Wesley. A game you can play from Steam. Guaranteed watched only once. Yep. Guaranteed. Wesley. Uh, that's fantastic. Well done. Yeah. And uh, you're going to love that. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, well, all uh, that. All that. All that. But and you more. guys need a topic. And okay. uh, today's comes to us actually from uh, our friend from the, the uh, Kahawa Coffee Roasters, Aaron McCabe. Mm. Oh, cool. AJ. Yeah. Who um, said that in 2015, Rolling Stone Magazine published its list of the top. 100 guitarists of all time of all time oh how appropriate right yes exactly the reason i pulled this one out today Mm. um uh this is the top 30 and i am going to give you two mulligans oh because in my opinion their names missing from this list two of these suck really bad (laughs) well no i mean it's the other way around it's i feel like there are two two names missing from or I feel like there's at least one name missing from this list. I'm sure we're going to come up with another. So, okay. Uh, so top 30 guitarists of all time, top according 30. to Rolling Stone magazine mm-hmm. from five years ago. And this is a rock and roll guitarist, any guitarist, rock and roll guitarist. Okay. Yes. Oh, oh, never mind. Then I guess I better yes. re- rethink uh, everything. Mm. Yes, we're not going with uh, Jose Feliciano, classical acoustic uh, guitarist. Well, stuff. That's unfortunate. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Just, just really quickly looking to see if he's on the list in case I might need to do the top 29. No, okay, he's not on the list. Mm. Uh, Amy, now that you've heard the topic and their level of comfort with said topic, who do you want to go first and who do you think is going to win? Oh, wow. Um, oh, you sound see. so much better. So, <laughs> did, do I sound better? There, I, I took it off of my headset after you said that. So oh, like, yeah. okay. I think you were just, yeah, that <laughs> nice. must have been why your headset was just making yeah, it quiet. I'd say you throw away that headset. <laughs> yeah. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, switch to the regular phone. Okay. Um, let's see. I'll go with um, I'll go with Brian to win and Got to start because there's a lot of the 30 is a lot on the list. Low hanging fruit on this list. Okay, cool. All right, All awesome. Right. I'm gonna try my hardest, but I also hope Amy wins. She seems very nice. So here we go. Yes. All I'm, right. Did you say I'm starting? I'm starting, right? You're starting, Scott. Okay. Correct. Well, let's just get him out of the way because it <laughs> sounds rude, but uh, we're all thinking about Eddie Van Halen today, so Eddie Van Halen has to be on that list. Absolutely. Number eight on their list of uh, greatest guitarists of all time. Eddie Van Halen. It's a little low. Should be higher. Go should ahead. be higher. Yeah. He should totally be higher. Well, I can't think of anybody without when I think about guitarists without thinking about the man who put the whammy bar through his hand. Mr. Pete Townsend, mm. could, you, could you swing that arm around a couple of times, you big who freak? Pete Townsend and his exposed belly are number 10 on this list. I didn't oh. remember he put a whammy bar through his hand. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Those things so aren't that'll... that sharp either. It's not no. like, you know, and so, don't you remember doing the windmill? I do Ooh. know his, I do familiar with his windmill, but I guess, uh, I guess you got to go with the grain, not against the grain when you're doing right, the windmill. Right. <laughs> Did he, uh, uh, sorry, what rank was he? Just he was curious. number 10. <laughs> what rank was he? Okay. What level rank He's was pretty, he? He's pretty rank. I don't know if you saw that super rank. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rank. <laughs> um, all right, let's do, uh, 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 let's go, let's go to Canada for Alex Lifeson from Rush. Oh, very good. good. Oh, wow. Okay. Alex Lifeson from Rush. And, uh, we have our first. No! 
Are you kidding yeah, me? Top 30, I can see that. You're kidding me. He's not on the top yeah, 30. He's not in the top 30. Now, if you said um, Neil Pert for drummer, you right. would probably be nailing it. Ah, shit. Okay. Mulligan number one. Mulligan number one. You need to come up with a, a replacement uh, a Replacement right away. killer. Um... <laughs> Well now I'm now I'm now everything I thought I knew was like you're scared. Now you're scared. No, no, it's chicken chicken beans. Uh Santana, that guy. Oh, that's a good one. Carlos Santana? That is that the one you mean? Yeah, that's the guy. Number twenty on the list. He's absolutely on the list. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be down a mulligan. (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and use some easy ones. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Jimi Hendrix because I'm sure Scott would shite. Surely. (laughs) I mean, you know, at Woodstock, he set his guitar on fire, did the uh, Star Spangled Banner, uh, right? And that put him at number one on the list. Oh, really, number one? Yep. one. I Jimmy wouldn't expect it number one. Numero I guess that uno makes sense. On mm. Rolling Stones' greatest guitarist of all time. Yeah, I, I got. I keep forgetting this is Rolling Stones' mm-hmm. jam. All right. I'm just. It's all, the problem is, I'm only thinking of bands I like and know here. Um, What's wrong with that? Well, yeah, they might be. Think wrong. of bands you know. Um, or guitarists who had solo careers, or <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, I actually get that hint, but the name's not coming to me. He's saying, hey, uh, go with that guy. Go with yeah, yeah, that that's name, actually though. a pretty good one. I can't think of his name. <laughs> I know, I know exactly who you're singing. I, I do too, which is hilarious. <laughs> I can't think of his name. And what's funny is you can almost sing his name to that melody. Uh, you know. really could. All right. I can't think of it. So I'm going to say, uh, let's just say <laughs> David Gilmore from the from Pink Floyd. That's a very good choice. Good. Number 14 on the list, David Gilmore. Really? Yeah. And I, I would agree. I, I thought I was about to lose. Okay. I really like him. But so this guy sings his song. How about Eric Clapton? Oh, Say that shit, one, that's yeah. it. That's the guy. That's the one. Eric Clapton. That was the best. Eric Clapton, number two on the list. Oh, my God. Number two. Oh, I needed to laugh today, and I'm crying right now. Uh, it hurts. Good. It hurts. Uh, st- uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan is always talked about. Boy, I was to go and that was, that was actually Stevie what I was going to say, but that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number great. 12. Surprisingly, all the way down to number 12 on this really? list. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. oh, now I'm questioning everything. Oh, I keep forgetting this is mm-hmm. Rolling Stones. So it's got to be not only that, it's got to be something that would like be culturally impactful. So I'm going to go with uh, Michael J. Fox. No, I mean Chuck <laughs> Berry. I got this great sound. Listen to this. <laughs> Number seven on the list, Chuck Berry. It's your cousin really? Marion. No, it doesn't say awesome. Marion. Doesn't say Marion Berry. What is it? It's your cousin. That would be funny if it was his cousin. Uh, what was Barry. his name? It was. It's your. Co- it's your. It's his cousin. cousin. It's your cousin. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Marvin. 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 That's right. Marvin That's Berry right. and the Starlighters. I think is yeah. the band. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they put Cousin him in a- Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, okay. So cultural significance is interesting. So I'm going to actually stick with that and say probably George Harrison's on there because he's at the Beatles. Oh, probably yeah. and well deserved. I think George Harrison's uh, guitar work is is 
one of the best things about the Beatles. Number 11 on the list is where it puts him. Because was, do you think his guitar was always in the corner of the room, gently weeping? I think that was all that <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah. That's I've been going through a weird... It was made from Norwegian wood, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, went down a, I went down a hole last night. I'm sorry. I know. It's true. Miley Cyrus has been doing all these cover mm. songs. She has. And they're actually pretty interesting. I listened to... Uh, I listened to uh, uh, I don't want to say the, the name. Uh, I want I, I listened to a song last night that she did, and it got me going even further down. I listened to a whole bunch of covers, and I gotta wonder how Angus Young of mm. ACDC how, how does how does he compare? How does he fare on this list? How does he fare on this list? He is. Oh, you're awful quiet. I don't like that. Four fifths of the way down the list. He's number twenty four. Oh, wow. he's still in the top thirty, though. 30. Okay, he's still Woo. in the top thirty. Number. I 20. thought you meant like seventy-five or something. I'm like, oh, I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> nope, nope. He's uh, Angus Young, absolutely on the list, number twenty-four. All right. Uh, yeah, it, um, uh, I can say this without giving anything away. Billy Joe, Billy Joe Armstrong is releasing an album of all the covers that he's done over quarantine. For a while, he was releasing a new cover every Monday, starting with "I Think We're Alone Now." And uh, yeah, that's they've been one. great, and so he's releasing them all as an album, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's go with uh, 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 no, his name just let, was there, now it left. No, oh. got a whole lot of love. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, <laughs> Catherine Hepburn. Uh, let me see if <laughs> Catherine Hepburn is on the list. Here. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Page, Jimmy Page, Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page, number three on the list. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, geez. Definitely needs to be on the list. Struggling here. And will be the subject of today's Coverville because the Van Halen cover story will be uh, next week. But it's 50, 50 years since the uh, release of Led Zeppelin three. So. Les Paul. Uh, I'd forgotten what a great album that is. <laughs> Les Paul. Jeez. All right. Fine. I'm not going fast enough for you. Les Paul. Les Paul. Well, I'm, I'm getting worried because I'm starting to forget some of the ones I've said. <laughs> oh, good. You don't want me to say anything to make you forget more of them. Les Paul, number 18 on the list of uh, greatest guitarists of all time. What What was he? 18. 18. 18. That's further down I thought. So maybe I need to reconsider yeah. some of the other ones I was going to say. Maybe. And you're, maybe. we're still... we're. Sub 30 is the plan here. Sub 30. <sighs> hey, Chuck. Um. Listen to this. <laughs> that sound you've been looking for. I don't know which Ramoni is. Oh. Uh. This is probably not up there, right? I mean, Ramones, I mean, that's something that we loved. Is that something that. I, hey, I can only go Ramones by what I love. love. All right. I like oh, the okay, 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 okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'll just say Johnny Ramone. Probably not him. Say Johnny Ramone. That is Johnny Ramone. Yeah. Oh. Johnny Ramone, guitarist. Wait, who's uh, the other one? Who's the other Ramone? Well, there was Dee Dee, uh, Marky, Frankie, uh, Joey. Was Joey Ramone's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, Johnny was the guitarist, and so that was a very good one Johnny to say. Johnny was the guitarist. <laughs> Number 28 on the list. Oh, my gosh. That's tickling yeah, the bone yeah, there. I don't tickling like it. Tickling uh, yeah. the basement. Is I feel like we've... How many have we hit in the top 20 so far? Can in you kind of give 20, me an idea? Yeah. So let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. You've hit 11 of the top 20. So there are nine okay. left in the top 20. Because there's a lot that I can think of that... Only four are left in the top 10. So. Really? 
All right, I'm going with um, going with Prince. Prince, he's, he's one of my favorites. He's, he is, and he's underrated too. too. But I think Rolling Stone will respect. I think so Prince. too, right? But for whatever reason, Prince not, not among the top thirty. Oh, what Mulligan number one for Brian Dunaway used? I know Prince. Prince, absolutely. Well, Prince, you're in one. my you're in my top. How about that? Yeah. It might be thirty one in this list. Who knows? But uh, probably in the t- top hundred at least. Yeah, right? But now because of a Mulligan, you need to uh, give me another. Shut one. up! I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to remember if we mentioned. Uh, trying to remember for Scott Sid. <laughs> I may only have one more. Can't because now I'm starting to. There's a couple of them I get always get confused. I mean, it's just stupid because they're really nothing related, but I always get confused. They have the weird, the weird names. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm taking my medicine. I'm going with Zappa. I can't remember if if we mentioned Mr. Zappa, Frank Zappa, or not. He has not come up on this uh, in this discussion at all. Oh yeah. no, but I don't like that. But then you then you kind of like put the other thing in there, like like. <laughs> but he's probably not there. <laughs> Is he gonna I, lose? You know what? To be fair, I think he's a great guitarist. Like uh, oh, for no. soundography, listen to uh, his entire library of music for soundography, and I think he's a good guitarist. Well, I thought Chris uh, was a good however, guitarist. Too. Uh, Rolling Stone only rated him number twenty-two in the top thirty. Ah, so yes, always in the top thirty. Why are you so evil? Why are you like? Why are you like the most evil of evils? Because I watch a lot of Match Game, and I know that whole stupid thing that they do, where Charles Nelson Riley says, "Oh, I almost said uh, birthday, but I said birthday, huh?" (laughs) Red red line from. Let's see. Do a do some red yarn from Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum connects to my Charles <laughs> yeah, Nelson Riley. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think there's a Paul Lind is somewhere on that red line as well. Too. <laughs> They're all right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I like Queen. I like Brian May. So oh, there you go. That's so good. maybe Brian May is I in there. That one for sure. Yeah. Um, surprised me to see that he was all the way down at number twenty-six on this. Oh, list. really? Brian Jeez! May, yeah. Look how low I am. All right, I still feel. And that's like, uh, true, J.C. Calhoun. That was absolutely way more of a Richard Dawson thing than a Charles Nelson Riley thing. Charles Nelson Riley looked like he was there for the booze and couldn't wait for this for taping to be over <laughs> to go to leave. But uh, Richard Dawson was always the one who pulled the. Uh, well, I was going to say this, but then I thought, oh, maybe it's that, and then I went back to this, and you won. Yeah. All right. And then you won. Way to go. Your turn. Yes. All right, hold on a second. I'm trying to remember what we said because we've said a lot of things. Mm-hmm. No, we haven't really hit any. Well, I, I'm trying to remember what we've heard. Yeah. I don't think we've heard any. I feel like I got away with something with the ACDC stuff because I haven't heard anything else in that genre. So I guess Rolling Stone doesn't respect that. I guess they mostly do like the old stuff, right? Mm. So far, it's it's very it leans. The, the demographics on this list are. Uh... Right. <laughs> Classic. Are very, are very Corona uh, right. sensitive, <laughs> or or sadly passed on. Yeah. Surely they must at least give the edge, at least a little love. Surely, oh, so, so but surely they must. The surely is the edge's first name, by the way. His, his name is Shirley Edge, and that's why is he it really not Edge? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Shirley Edge. Uh, Shirley Edge. <laughs> Uh, yeah, surprised me as well. Edge not on the list. Wow. <laughs> yes. 
By the way, JCK, so that's your second mulligan. So you've got to come up with an answer right now. And you're, you're oh, I got um, two mulligans. Yeah, yeah everybody gets, gets two. two. Mulligans. Everyone gets two. Oh, I'd given up. I thought I thought you only had one mulligan. All nope. right, let me, oh. let me see. Let me let me think. Then then it's Shirley, 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 Shirley Manson, Shirley, uh, uh, rock legends, as, as they would be. Uh huh. Billy Gibbons. Billy Gibbons is ZZ Top. Is there no love? This, is there no love from the '80s and the '90s at all in this <laughs> no list? Love whatsoever. Oh, no, man. no Billy Gibbons. Come he, on. Wasn't even one of the ones that surprised me. Um, let me give you the list, and I'm going to tell you about the some of the ones that I'm like amazed that. Uh, Can I say one so, name? Oh In- yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Ingve In- Malmsteen was my was my who was my Ingve Malmsteen. Surprisingly, no. Not on the yeah, list. And another, right. another, not in the top thirty. Another really great guitarist. Les Claypool. <laughs> he's more of a he's more as a bassist though. Yeah, he's he's a bassist. Uh, here's some ones you didn't say. There's this old guy named Keith Richards. It's Rolling oh, Stone Keith magazine. Richards, of course. <laughs> the fact that it's Rolling God. Stone magazine, you kind of go with. It. <laughs> uh, Jeff Beck, BB King, Dwayne B. B. Allman, BB King, of course, BB King. King, Albert King, Freddie King, lots of kings. Derek Trucks, Neil Young. Oh, Neil Young. Okay. Chet Atkins, Buddy Guy, Tommy. Chet Atkins. Yabby. God, how do I miss that yeah. one? Bo Diddley, Scotty Bo Moore, Diddley. and Elmore James. Um, the fact that Mark Knopfler is not on this list, the fact that Steve Vai is not on this list, the fact yeah, that yeah. Slash is not in the top 30. Oh, I didn't even think about Slash and absolutely why yeah. Slash yeah. not in there. So, I mean, we've, you know, and then and, and the chat, that's why I gave you guys uh, two. This should be called the top 30 list of guitarists before. Exactly. Wait, is uh, uh, modern Tom, music Tom Morello on that list? I guess you would have said Tom it Morello, not on this list. No, that sucks. That list. Isn't I mean, the I can't argue list. with a lot of the people who are on this list. Like it is a, it is a solid list. But Frank Zappa, as much as I love Frank Zappa, he should be lower. Knopfler needs right, to be in right. the top ten. Yeah. Um, you also put I would put Eddie in the top three or four. Yeah. And so, so yeah. no, no, no guitars, many hair bands. We didn't have any hair bands. Uh, Tommy, 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 Tommy. The, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah and Eddie Van Halen Tommy, had shredded, Tommy, shredded Tommy. so well. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen had some hair uh, <laughs> back then. Uh, um, I guess, and he was Black Sabbath, so I guess it's not, uh, not as, not a hair band. Um, oh, Ozzy had a really good guitarist too, didn't he? Or oh, he did. Still um, does, maybe. Uh, um, oh, my God. Why am I blanking on his name? Can't think of his name either. Um, the two of them did, like, separate stuff together. Like, yeah. uh, Yes. Um, uh, Randy, Randy Rhodes. Rhodes. Randy Rhodes. Yes, Randy Rhodes. <laughs> Randy Rhodes. He should be on there. Randy, Randy, Randy Rhodes. should be on there. All right. Well, yeah, Zach Wilde. This is my uh, switch wow. court. Like, this, this convo is cringe. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I say it like... Uh, Snake Wait. from the Simmons. So the, the were there any switch courses? The were, convo is. Cringe. I was noticing there was no ladies in that list. I mean, most of the time we get a lot of oh, vocalists yeah, right. in lists, so, but uh, I, I didn't. Surely there's at least Nancy Wilson should be in the list. That's a very yeah. that's a very good point. Nancy Wilson is a great guitarist. Um, yeah, I was almost afraid to to mention Lita any. Ford. Did Lita, Lita, Lita Ford, Ford played Ford? guitar in the Runaways? But I don't know if she played them. Played it uh, when she went solo. If she played, right. Guitar. She played yeah, the, both the, Anne and Nancy Wilson. She played the boobs. Uh, <laughs> well, I just remember in the '80s, like her her solo stuff. It was always a lot of boobs out kind of business. Yeah, she right, exactly. She did have the uh, 
like rock the um, the fishnets quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a thing then. We get it. Oh, Maybe. Susanna Hoffs. Yeah, Susanna Hoffs is oh, really good. good. Lindsey Buckingham, by the way, probably the biggest omission on this list because he is a um, he is the dude is amazing on guitar. Like yeah. his finger, his finger work is individual picking as opposed to strumming is fantastic he's probably on the bigger i'd love to see the bigger in fact i'll look it up later i guess but i want to see the bigger list and see if they yeah as far as where some of these people ended up yeah because yeah. you know they're in there they just got to be somewhere i don't know top 100 lists they're hard turns out they're not easy to do because everything comes down to opinions yeah but we did our best yeah. oh yeah and i feel Lon bad says, didn't aldo nova play solos for lita for it aldo nova probably did and and yeah i should have been on there yeah. um Steve Morse. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. <laughs> no, Tom Norm, we know that Lindsey Buckingham is not a woman guitarist. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> I'm not sure about where's, that. Where's Chad Kroger on this Possibly. list? <laughs> yeah, where's Chad Kroger when you need him? Look at this photograph. All right. Uh, well done, uh, everybody. Oh, nice. But I feel bad, Amy. You, you, you picked a weird horse this week. How do you feel yeah. about this loss? Are you all right? I feel good going in. Oh, uh, it's it's fine. Yeah, I had I always have such fun talking to you guys that it's it's Aww. I'm sitting here dying laughing. And I was trying. Aww. What's really funny is I was sitting here trying to send Dunaway Steve Vai vibes through the phone, oh. but that would have been wrong. Listen to it. Yeah, we could feel we felt something. We just wasn't sure what it was. Uh, but well done, and good luck next time on the win. Uh, always nice to hear from Amy. Brian Dunaway, well done today. You uh, you oh, almost had it. Yeah, we did. We did. We did pretty good, I think. I mean, you know, it's one of those subjective lists that uh, Lindsey Buckingham number one hundred, Alex Lifeson number ninety eight. Wow. See, yeah. I mean, he's Springsteen ninety six. This, this right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about you, uh, Rolling Stone. I think you're in the pocket of of uh, big guitar. Have you guys ever, guitar. If you ever try to read a, like a top one hundred video games of all time list, it's the same problem. Oh, it's just impossible. Yeah. It's just too yeah. subjective. There's just no way totally you can is. totally. Joe Walsh. There's no s- low Joe, on the list. J- yeah. Joe Walsh is on there. Well, all right then. How about the guy that plays? Uh, uh, who does? Nah, 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 nah. Oh no, that's Jimmy Page. Never that's mind. Jimmy Page. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> who, does the, who does the? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'll tell you who does it. <laughs> Uh, that guy does it. All right, Dunaway, it's a pleasure hanging out with you. We hope you have a fantastic week this weekend, Film Sack. Uh, it'll be a day late. We'll do the it on car. Sunday, but we're doing, uh, what are we doing? The car. Sitting the in car. the car. The car, some 70s thing with James Brolin. So check that out. And then Gremlins 2. And then Gremlins 2 oh. after that, because uh, Brian's excited, as you can tell. Uh, that'll uh, do it for us. Hey, see you later, man. Be good to your uh, life. I don't know what that means. Bye now. <laughs> By the way, a lot of the people we mentioned, like uh, Randy Rhodes, 36, uh, The Edge, 38, yeah. Tom Morello, 40. So it's like they, they ended up, in, if we would have done a top 40 list, Prince, 33, Billy Gibbons, 32. Oh, just over um, that then. Okay. Just out of just out of reach. Well, I honestly, I was obviously out of them, so this was also a case of who started first, and uh, yeah, it de- definitely yeah. benefited me to have Dunaway go first. Yeah, that's true, first. actually, because your next one would have been Ingve. So yeah, um, I was totally yeah. wrong. He's not even on the list, right? Did you say or did you say? I don't know if you said. Didn't see Ingve in the in the quick scrolling that I did, but it's. It's one of these stupid top 10 lists, and I know that this is uh, because you spend more time on the site scrolling and looking through them, but the way they do it is like big big panels and paragraphs about them. So to oh. look at the list as a whole, I you've got to like 
scroll, 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 scroll. Wait, it's not so, one of those like uh, slideshows. It's not a slideshow thing, God. Oh, slideshows, I, I think, are the worst. But I again, because you can insert an ad between slides two and one. Yep. And uh, it's great SEO, yeah. and I can't complain about I it because hate it's them, part of what I do business-wise. I hate them. I hate it, too. It's one of my least favorite web creations of all time. And if you're using an ad blocker, those blank, those ones are just blank. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it sucks. All right, anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Tom Merritt will join us. And uh, that'll be good because we'll talk about some tech and some other stuff. Then we got Nicole for recommendals. So come on back after that. Before that, though, a break with a song that Brian will now present. Correct. And by the way, uh, really quickly uh, reminding you, Led Zeppelin 3, 50th anniversary today, Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville. That's my my seven second uh, sales pitch, nice, elevator pitch. Nice job. I liked it. It's good. Uh, let's go to Philly, Scott. Okay. Uh, for a band signed with uh, No Hope Records, K-N-O-W Hope Records. I love that. Big thanks to Earshot Media for letting me know about this one. On November 13th, they're releasing their album, It's For You. And maybe it is. It's for me, for sure. Here is the first song from this Philly band's uh, upcoming album. It is called Phone Numbers. Here is Goings. talk to you about our friends at blue chew that's right the sponsored episode is from blue chew blue chew brings you the first chewable with the same fda active ingredients as viagra and cialis 
Ah, that's something we could all use a little more of right now, right? You know what I mean. You can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, guys. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy. And they prepare and ship them right to you in a discreet package. No awkwardness. And you don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from where, I don't know, the confidence matters. Blue Chew is the fastest way to enhance your performance. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special code TMS. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E, blue like the color blue, chew.com slash TMS. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. I changed my mind a lot, but not about tampons. your sudden but inevitable betrayal. This is the Morning Stream. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, that was short. That song was very yes, short. Yes, it was a very short song. Yeah. 240 or 225. Yeah, threw me off. Uh, again, the band is called Goings, G-O-I-N-G-S. The, band, uh, the album is called It's For You, comes out mid-November, and that's the first song released called Phone Numbers. Excellent. Well, that leads me to only one thing left in my life to think about, and it's this. With the computer, as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. That man is Tom Merritt. He joins us now remotely from Los Angeles, California, from the headquarters of the Daily Tech News Show to talk to us about the goings-on of technology today. Tom, welcome back to the show! Well, thank you, Scott. It's good to be here yeah. uh, in uh, DTNS headquarters. Wow. Downtown. <laughs> well, it's not downtown. Uh, DTNS HQ. Yep. It is definitely within Los Angeles. Yeah, for sure. We've checked that. We're good. Uh, hey, uh, welcome back to the show. Hope you're hope you're well today. Uh, mm, you thank you. It. And you you as well. You and, and Brian both. Yeah. Oh, we, thank you. Thank we try you. to be well. We do our best. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, it's been great talking to you both. You <laughs> will actually have a tech in your tech news segment, yeah, right? We will uh, do Mr. that. Hammond? We will do that for sure. So what is boiling at the top of this uh, uh, tech? Uh, well, the, the big news as, I, as I'm putting together our daily tech headlines uh, show right now is the uh, U.S. House Judiciary Subcommittee has issued its report. Turns out politicians think big tech companies are monopolies whoa what okay why didn't someone tell us this over <laughs> and over again mm. uh no this is not this is not very shocking uh there, it was a 16-month investigation into competitive practices at apple amazon facebook and alphabet though uh with alphabet it's particularly google um they found all the things that you would expect uh, Amazon uh, prefers its own products. A Apple locks in people in its app store. Uh, Google with Android and search uh, does stuff. And uh, Facebook enjoys monopoly power in online advertising and social networking markets. And I, I guess the, the important part is, well, what do they think the solution to this is? And uh, they believe the solution is uh, to prohibit 
uh, dominant platforms from entering adjacent lines of business. Uh, the Democrats believe uh, potentially breaking up businesses. The Republicans object to that. Uh, they do want to shift the burden of proof to companies to show acquisitions would not be anti-competitive, uh, prevent platforms from preferring their own services. That one's kind of directed particularly at Apple and, and Amazon. Yeah. Uh, require interoperability and data transfer, which would be nice for us, and eliminating forced arbitration clauses to allow for more class action lawsuits. Uh, that that's another one that the Republicans object to, uh, and otherwise strengthening the FTC and Department of Justice. But you'll you'll notice I only mentioned two things the Republicans object to. Most of this is bipartisan. Mm, interesting. I mean, how do you? Where do you land on it? You think any of that stuff will do any good? Like, or you know? Um. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this is still mostly theater. I both uh, agree and disagree with you at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Well, here here's where I actually stand. Uh, since you asked. Okay. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to use this uh, recommendation. This isn't even a bill at this point. This is a a report from an investigation. They're going to use this to bring the the big four uh, into Congress to testify. Uh, They're going to ask them what they're going to do again. Um, And and then they're going to potentially craft a law next year. Now, a lot of that depends on the election. Uh, if the Democrats uh, gain control of the Senate uh, and the White House, uh, they will do different things than if they gain control of the Senate, but not the White House or different things than if they don't control the Senate, but do the White. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of different combinations that could happen here. Sure, sure. Uh, so so th- that depends on how this ends up. I do think that within a year or two, there is definitely enough political will and bipartisanship for some sort of uh tech antitrust bill what form that will take i don't think anyone could say it's not going to be all the things in this report uh things are going to change horse trading is going to happen uh i i think it's a very unlikely possibility that you see big tech broken up Uh, i don't think it's impossible but i think it's unlikely uh, but I do imagine you're going to see some some very strict rules on acquisitions, mm. uh, and you might see a couple of these things about well, you 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 we're going to force you to open up your app store. We're gonna we're gonna prevent you from uh, using your data to make products that compete with other people on your platform. I, I could see a couple of those things maybe winding their way in, but none of this is for certain. So, isn't what Alphabet did kind of? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like it was a way to sort of head off some of this by saying, hey, we're going to basically break ourselves apart. And yeah, uh, well, no, uh, okay. <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, in no way does does that satisfy this. I thought you're going to go in a different direction. Oh, uh, right. No, Alphabet making themselves into a conglomerate was a stockholder value proposition. Uh, It allowed them to separate the losses from their other bets from Google so that stockholders would see like, see, the main business is really strong. Don't worry about that. Mm. One of these other things will pop up. We'll be able to get rid of the ones that aren't very good easier now because they're separate from Google. Uh, That's what that was about. Uh, As far as the law is concerned, though, Alphabet's still one big company. Uh, Mm. In fact, in many ways, it makes things worse because it's a big company of a lots of lots of things, uh, which is more of an antitrust target when it's like, look at all the different businesses you're trying to dominate here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, okay. Let me get philosophical for just a second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see how this goes. So if, how do I put this? Is it just an issue of size? Because 
if if Apple was a small store up the road that was mm-hmm. doing all they could to get people in their store and to be and then to be regulars there, you know, and keep coming back and prefer them over anyone else. Nobody would care. It's just a small store doing competitive things that makes people want to go there, right? Mm-hmm. It's when they're a trillion dollar or at the very least multi many billion dollar company that this matters, right? Is is that the Yes. Cut? Yes, okay. you're right. And and it's not just size It's dominance. You'll see that language if you look at the report. It's about market dominance. It's not about uh, people hear monopoly and they think, oh, it's the the guy with the the top hat and the monocle walking around owning all the properties. Uh, You don't have to own all the properties. You just have to be able to use your influence to dominate the market. Okay. Uh, So so for instance, you could say, well. Android's not a monopoly. There's iOS. And uh, and if you really think about it, there's other operating systems out there too. And the fact of the matter is that that's not important. What's important is, can Google use the dominance of Android to keep competitors away, to limit competitive effectiveness? Mm. Uh, can Google use its predominance in search to limit effectiveness? Uh, you, can, you can say Facebook and Google are both monopoly actors in search ad- in, in advertising uh, which seems like well wait but if there's two of them how can it be a monopoly because they can both dominate advertising in different ways mm. uh, and keep competitors out and that that's what you look at it's like can you abuse your bar- market dominance having market dominance isn't against the law either you can be uh, dominant in a market and not be a monopoly power it's are you able to abuse or do you abuse that market dominance so yes size absolutely is a determining factor mm. in whether you can have market dominance and whether you abuse it or not. So to me, it looks like if you start comparing it to things like, say, the music industry, does Taylor Swift have market dominance? You could argue she does. Every time she makes an album, they, it outsells everything else and puts everything else lower than hers. Does that make her anti-competitive? But does, but, but does Taylor Swift keep other musicians from being able to put out hits? Releasing. Does she keep other yeah. musicians from being able to get to the top of the charts unless she approves them? Yeah. Is Taylor the one deciding who gets yes. to make it to the top of the chart? That's <laughs> yes the, to all of these questions. <laughs> Taylor Swift is a monopoly. Oh my no, that's a good point. That's that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think that actually helps me understand this a little bit better. Um and with size and dominance or, and money comes that dominance. And I guess, yeah. I guess it has to be reckoned with. It'll be the, really the other interesting. thing that's really interesting about this report that yeah. I want to throw in here is uh, the report doesn't necessarily find that these companies are engaging in illegal behavior. It doesn't necessarily find that they are violating current antitrust law. That is very interesting. What the report is saying is these players are doing things that are harmful to our economy, harmful to our marketplace, but it isn't technically illegal. And so we need new legislation. And that warms my heart because what I'm always on about is let's not try to apply a law from 1939 or even 1996. Let's figure out what the new problem is and create laws that address it now if we're going to create a law. And that's what they're doing here. Yeah, it um, seems good. Yeah, I, I may or may not agree with what they end up as the solution. Let me let me say that. But I do like this idea of, hey, antitrust law from the 20s, 
may not work so well with businesses in the 2020s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I need to say 1920s now. Uh, uh, so so let's actually look at what the harms are and see if we can reasonably remedy them. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that point of view. And it is nice to see, uh, you know, uh, whatever the motivators are, it's good to see them actually talking about it. It doesn't feel like we're going to get much in the way of anything until after the election in terms of oh, any, no. any groundwork yeah. or whatever. But um, it'll be, I don't know, 2021 might be an interesting year for this very thing. And and that's why I'm, I'm hesitant to say this will lead to anything yet. Uh, this is a report that every one of these Congress people want out uh, while they're campaigning to say, look what I did. We all hate big tech, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look what I did just to stop them. And if you reelect me, I'll keep going like that. That's really what this report is doing. It's not the only thing that's doing. It does. It is actually got real groundwork that is laid for future legislation. It's just they wanted it out now. So they have time to campaign. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, if you like big tech, then you might like. I don't know, the history of connectivity. No, everyone hates big tech. <laughs> you might look back on things like... If you're, let's, let's spin it this way, Scott. Yeah. If you're angry about tech, boy, do we have something that'll make you even <laughs> angrier. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, hey, have you ever gone back all the way and, and rem- reminisced about a serial cable before or thought, man, I sure miss parallel or SCSI connectors. Mm. Those were the days. How about IDE hard drives? Well, tune into the latest current geek chronicles episode where we talk all about connectivity and its history how did we get to USB-C? how is it so cool and you can flip it around both sides and nobody cares which way it goes in and why is it so fast and what was all the stuff that came before it and are we kind of just using the same stuff just with better ideas find out on Kirk, you don't Chronicles. answer all those questions on that show, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, yeah. we will answer all of them and more. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't you even worry and about that. Theory. If you're looking at that tangled pile of cables in the corner and you're angry at big tech, we have the solution <laughs> on Current Geek. That's right. We already answered it. It's up now. You can get it. It went up last night. So go grab it. Check it out. Let us know what you think. You can search for it on your uh, your podcast directories. You can go to currentgeek.com and grab it. Uh, Tom Merritt, Ace Detect on Twitter, and of course, DTNS later today. Anything else you want to mention before we go? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's Creator Week on Daily Tech News Show. Uh, so if you've fallen behind, this is a good time to jump back in. Uh, on Monday, we had Mark Johnson from Playing for Change talking about the technology he uses to record musicians all around the world for one song that they end up playing together on a track. They're not in the same room. They're not even in the same country. They're not even in the same continent. Uh, But he's able to make these amazing inspirational tracks of uh, children in the Congo playing with Keith Richards playing, you know, it's the, it's amazing. So we, we talked to him on Monday. Yesterday we talked to Shana Moon, uh, who is a narrative, uh, well, she's a game developer, but she, she was talking to us about narrative game design. Like how do you create the story that makes a game better than it would be if it just relied on its mechanics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, uh, today uh, we're talking to Kerry Smith, senior visual effects artist, uh, about how visual effects are, are employed and the technology behind that. Uh, we got Brian Brushwood coming on tomorrow to talk about video. We've got Ooh. Frank Ippolito coming on Friday to talk about props and the tech uh, of making props for movie making. Uh, so this is a great week to jump back in on Daily Tech News Show and get some really, really cool stuff. Think of it as Shark Week, but cooler. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) Discovery has Shark Week. Uh, Andrew Heaton on the Political Orphanage is having Judge Week right now, and we're having Creator Week. Yeah, why not? Uh, So go check it out. I'll be on there today as well. Can't wait for it. This is my kind of week for sure. Uh, Tom Merritt, it is a pleasure to talk to you, and we'll look forward to doing this again next Wednesday. 
post Apple's speed phone announcement or whatever the hell that is. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. High Head speed. Phones. High yes. speed. All mm. right. Have a good one. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye now. Bye. You know, I have a meeting after the show. Oh, do you? Yeah, I have to keep talking to him. And then Ooh. I got Daily Tech News Show prep. And then good I have luck. the Daily good Tech luck. News Show. He's doing something. Uh, Scott, are you free after TMS today? <laughs> oh, by the way, I just noticed a, yeah. a wild Bo Schwartz just arrived in the chat room. Nice to see you, Bo. Hope you're having a good morning. Yeah. I think he's off Welcome. work or something today. Yeah. Uh, let's play this in his honor. Hold on. <laughs> That's him making a noise. So there you go. Enjoy. Well, all right. Well, maybe I, maybe I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> you know, now that you've played it, I think maybe I didn't. Need to hear I think that. maybe I'm not a fan. I'm just kidding. Love you, Bush. Yeah, he's great. It's good to see him. Um, all right. We're going to add Nicole to the call and we're going to do some recommendals and um, we're going to see what dark hole I was sent down last week from Film Sack <laughs> and uh, if I came out clean yes. on the other side or not. So uh, we'll find out shortly. Right after this. Oh, hi, Nicole. (laughs) So I was all ready, had everything ready, and then I hear from in the basement, Mom, I'm hungry. Oh, no. I was like, and I have snacks down there. I just haven't opened them. So I'm like, I think I have time. Run, 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 run. So what'd you do? Just like go throw a carrot at him, or what'd you do? (laughs) <laughs> it's like a NutriGrain bar. Oh, okay. Even that'll better. Work. Yeah, that'll totally so work. So I'm like, <sighs> <laughs> well done. You still made it. You, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll banter for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it time. It all works itself out. Um, <laughs> hey, it's uh, Nicole Spag, everybody. She comes on Wednesdays. We do recommendals, yeah. stuff on streaming services, or in my case, I cheated and rented things, but it's okay. They still sort of work. And uh, we make recommendations here on the show. It's very nice to see you. We're going to start today with Brian. You know, sometimes I cheat and rent things too, but not in oh. this case. Both mm. of my recommendals today are from HBO Max. Hey, and, when did uh, we change the rule of doing two? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do two. Brian just is, yeah, he's consuming a lot right now. No, I, I'm giving Brian a hard time. Mm, yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to do four next week. He's a, he's a high I consumer. I me that. And I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> hey, we need you because we like you. That's why. We Aww. totally need you, yes. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, went since lockdown, we've been watching a lot more stuff because we're not going out as much, so I have more to recommend. All point. right. I'll go I'm quick. just kidding. I'm All right. Well, uh, let's go. Uh, first one here, uh, historical historical uh, drama. Both movies. Historical oh, drama for historical number one. Historical <laughs> drama. I love historical oh. dramas. You're singing my tune here. All right. Uh, let's cool. play it and see what we get. I've decided not to sell you after all. The fact is, I'd miss you. You've been there all my life. Like your mama was all my daddy's. Daddy vowed never to sell your mama. And I'm vowing never to sell you. You can come on back. I won't hurt you bad. You can stay at home. Stay with John. Stay with us. Would you like that? I'm gonna be free or die. Is this that Harriet thing? I was gonna say exactly. it sounds like Tubman. The it's exactly Tubman. what it is. Harriet uh, Tubman. The the movie is called Harriet. 
A uh, movie came out last year, a uh, bi- biographical film about uh, Harriet Tubman, who here's, you know, again, today I learned that uh, I, for whatever reason, I I always assumed that Harriet um, founded the Underground Railroad, right? That she was she was part of its creation and and um, uh, biggest uh, uh, supporters of it and, and help helpers on it. But no, she she used the Underground Railroad herself to escape the South and make it up to Philadelphia as you find out in this film, and then became probably one of its most prolific saviors as she made 13 trips back down to the South to bring people back through the Underground Railroad back up to Philadelphia. And um, uh, Cynthia Erivo plays Harriet in this. Really, really good. Janelle Monae is in this. Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Quick note, Um, uh, uh, Lady, what you just said, who plays Harriet, uh, Cynthia Cynthia Brevo, Brevo, a British lady. She was the one, she was the one just a couple weeks ago when I recommended The Outsider. She's in, she's the uh, clairvoyant in that and she's amazing in it. Yeah. Yeah. Great in there. Oh, and she's, and she's great in that too. Um, just a really, really good film. She was nominated for an Oscar for her, uh, performance as Harriet Tubman, who again, today I learned that her real name is, uh, Araminta Ross. Minty mm-hmm. is what they call her. Um, but she took the name Harriet Tubman after her mother. Where's this streaming? It is streaming on HBO max. Ah, HBO maximum. And, excellent. And, uh, uh, excellent film. Very powerful. Very, um, God, very well produced. You know, you've got your, your racist, uh, slave owners and stuff like that who always played with the twirling mustache kind of, uh, kind of delivery still extremely powerful and i think the guy's name is joe alwyn plays the the guy you hear in that in that clip right there oh and yeah this guy's creepy he's the dude from um the favorite uh he was in the favorite yeah, yeah. and also that that um that thing but the this the soldier that came home and yeah long walk uh billy lynn's long halftime walk yeah he's got a look about him man there's something he about does. that dude almost a bean fork kind of look to yeah, him yeah a little bit yeah, yeah. Bean Fork. We're right. We're in Bean Fork territory with this guy. <laughs> That's anyway, so uh excellent, excellent film and um uh worth worth checking out for sure. Let's get des- to my number two. I am desirous to see it, by number the way. Number two also a movie that, you know, I uh, heavy <laughs> heavy duty topics and heavy duty uh Man, this is a heavy content. show because I have a heavy one too. Oh, okay. so do I. <laughs> also on HBO Max, this is a, a twenty twenty film. And, um, it's funny because the clip I picked is a great scene, but it, it won't probably give you any clue as to what the movie's about. Okay. Let's play it. See what we got. Do you know what time this bus gets in? I don't know. Like 2 PM. That's what I thought actually. Cool. Going to New York. Yeah. I freaking love New York. It's kind of my favorite city. Yeah, us too. Philly's cool and all, you know, it's definitely got history. But New York, like, I think because of the way the city's set up and everything, you're forced to interact with people where it's just nothing like you. Kind of like this bus. That's funny. I have no idea, but it's it's creeping me out. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny because that it's a it's a great scene, but it has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. The um, the movie is called Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, 
And this is a uh, drama that came out earlier this year, came out in March and, you know, right around the time that theaters were closing. Mm. Um, And it's about a pair of teenagers that take a bus from Philadelphia to New York so that uh, one of them can get an abortion. Um, Jeez. Uh, and and it's so it's kind of a heavy topic uh kind of kind of um i mean it is it's a it's a really powerful movie and the acting uh sydney flanagan plays the uh the girl who's um who's having the procedure done and her best friend talia Ryder is the one you hear in that clip Mm. and um it's uh it's just really, really well acted and so powerful. And um, give me the name again. You know, they go there with no that name. What's, what's that? The, what's the name of it again? The name of the oh, name? never, rarely, sometimes, always. Like basically, part of the part of it is uh, her meeting with with a uh, a counselor at the clinic who asks her a series series of questions, uh, and she has yeah. to answer never, rarely, sometimes, or always. Like, mm. Do you drink? Never, exactly rarely, exactly always. and um <clears throat> that that's the scene i almost used but the name of the movie is said about 11 times oh, yeah. That scene. Yeah. i would have never gotten it though <laughs> and it, no exactly because yeah unless you saw like we saw a preview of this before something else we watched we're like oh my god this looks really good and it was um it was really really good it, it's where's it it's, streaming it's also streaming hbo max and um uh super powerful but be ready that you know it's it deals with a very difficult topic and um uh it it delivers it very well though well i'm marking this one down seems like one i will like yeah uh, very so, nice good recommendations from brian today all hbo max you. related check that out that's right that's right um all right i'm gonna see play. where we're bouncing around not on apple tv plus nicole yeah so <laughs> so i have finally a little... climbed out of the apple pocket <laughs> Out of their little garden. All right. So my recommendation is involves a slight story that I have to tell. So last week on Film Sack, we watched the original 1981 The Evil Dead by Sam Raimi starring Bruce Campbell and a bunch of people you don't know. And uh, it's an amazing old horror movie that was made on a shoestring budget, on a shoestring schedule, and somehow it worked and it launched the careers of all those people I mentioned. Uh, including Ted Demi. Uh, <laughs> you only mentioned uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell yeah. and a bunch of other people yeah. that I never heard of. Just those two people. Uh, <laughs> Their careers, careers did not get. <laughs> Although Joel Cohen, Joel Cohen of the Cohen oh, Brothers, was uh, got his first editing job on this, and this all led to him being able to get done with uh, Blood Simple, and then you know the Cohen Brothers are history after that. So a lot of a lot of cool stuff about it. It was a lot of fun, and it was great. We had a great film sack about it. A lot of cheese, a lot of gore. It was really stupid, and it's great. So we loved it. Well, that got me to thinking. I went, didn't they make like a 2013 remake of this? <laughs> and wonder if that was any good. Because Sam Raimi was executive producer and so was Bruce Campbell. So I thought, well, they put their names on it. So maybe it's more than just, you know, whatever. And so I watched it. And I'm going to recommend it as, as a fun slasher movie. Um, they really go hard on some of the stuff, some of the themes that the original movie did. And it's pretty effective at being really freaky. It's a pretty freaky modern horror movie. And involves one of the greatest villain death scenes I've ever seen in a horror movie. Amazing hmm. thing with a with a chainsaw. I don't even want to describe what happened, but man, let's just say you don't want to eat a chainsaw. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. that's I had a good time with it, but then it got me going. I'm like, now wait, this director's interesting. I want to know more about what he's doing and why is Sam Raimi like producing everything he does. So now on to my recommendal. I watched finally the movie Don't Breathe. This is the same director. 
Uh, let me find the listing for because I want to give him the name. Uh, this is Fetty Alvarez is the name of the director. He also made the, like I said, the remake of, of uh, Evil Dead. Uh, in 2016, there was a movie called Don't Breathe that I was super interested in seeing and never got around to watching. And the idea was uh, there was an old Vietnam vet played by Stephen Lang. Um, you know who Stephen Lang is? Big buff dude from uh, Avatar, old guy. You know oh, what I'm talking yeah, about? right. The old general dude. Old general that, dude. Uh, He's also mm-hmm. in that show you mentioned yesterday, the the TV show that was sci-fi but was no good. Uh, raised um, by Owen. Uh, oh, uh, Terranova, yes. Terranova, yeah. <laughs> yes. He was like a, ge- a general guy in Terranova. Anyway, Stephen Lang is one of the most interesting dudes ever. And when I saw him, I went, oh, I'm watching that. And then I just never got around to it. The concept is this. Um, well, I'm going to play a clip. So, because I've already okay. given away what it is, and it's kind of a cheat. But so there's no guessing here. But here's a scene where they first run into him. And the important part of this is to know that Stephen Lang's character is blind. He was blinded by an accident on his tour of duty. He can't see anything. Um, and there are people in his house trying to steal money. And okay. turns out that is a bad idea because that dude is a freaking ninja with a gun. So anyway, here's part of that. Oh, who's there? Okay, man, just chill, right? Look, um, I, I, w- I was wasted and, and I, I wandered in, so that, that was my bet, all right? So I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave, okay? Don't you f***ing move. Yeah, that's right. I know what's in there and I ain't leaving without it. Okay, that guy's name is Money and he's about to get in serious trouble. Uh, Sounds like it, yeah. It's good. Great. He sounds like he deserves it. It's I, great. I really like this movie. He did deserve it. I freaking hated money. But the the entire concept is it's a horror movie, but not. It's like horror it's it's horror movie uh concepts, but applied to more of a thriller idea. Because the idea is that they're in the house to steal this stuff. Uh the same girl in this thing, her name is Jane Levy from uh, Jane Levy. Sub, uh, Suburbicatory. Suburbicatory. Uh, Suburbicatory. <laughs> Zoe's imaginary playlist. There yeah. you go. Um, she's great. And she was also yeah. the head, the main person in uh, uh, the, the Evil Dead remake. So she's she's back for this. Oh, okay. Um, she's very good in it. Uh, the guy that plays Money is terrible, but he don't worry, he's not around very long. And then there's this other kid that's in there with him. And they're they're all just trying to steal this money that he won in a lawsuit when his daughter was killed by a drunk driver or by a, a just a driving accident. Mm-hmm. And they think it's going to be easy because he's blind. They've broken in. They know the room where the money's held. Like, it's supposed to be simple. It is not. And it turns out he is a bit of a monster. Hmm. But for reasons you don't know yet, and the way it unfolds surprised me at, at, at a couple of turns. There is a specific scene toward the end that might be a little hard for everybody to deal with. Uh, let's say it involves a turkey baster, and that's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah, but it's a really fascinating take on this sort of that this concept. And the don't breathe part is if you breathe, he'll hear you. He's got like mm-hmm. super hearing because he can't see. And any little creak or noise or breath or anything, and he knows where you are, and he knows his house as if he's, you know, can see just fine. Was that the movie, The Silence? Quiet Place. Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. It's a little like that where everyone needs to shut up. It's like that. 
<laughs> and it's super intense. It just needs to shut up. <laughs> they, they also do. It is like robbing Daredevil, uh, Dreadnecks. That's nice kind of way. Except this guy's not a nice guy. It turns out in the end. But anyway, more the, like robbing. Uh, not Splinter. Who was the guy that taught Daredevil? Uh, is it Splinter? Stick. stick. Oh, yeah, Stick, not Splinter. Yeah. Also, Splinter both is, the, Splinter is the, the takeoff on Stick. Yeah, Stick is a terrible name. But anyway, uh, uh, there's a, I, I wanted to mention one other thing about it. There's a scene in the basement where Stephen Lang kills the power. And by the, guy, by the way, that guy's like in his late 60s and ripped. Like he is... He is the most ripped body you've seen in a movie in, in forever, and you always forget there's an old man in there somewhere. Just, I don't know what he's doing, but man, he's ripped. Anyway, this guy turns off the lights because he doesn't need them, and the mm-hmm. kids are trying to get away from him. They definitely need it. And they film this thing almost like black and white night vision, not, not mm. green night vision, but black and white night vision in such a way that it was one of the most disconcerting, uncomfortable, awesome kind of horror movie set pieces I've ever seen. Like it was very cool. So I'm going to recommend it. I wish it was streaming somewhere. It's not. I tried to find it that way and I couldn't, but it is rentable everywhere. And, mm-hmm. um, oh, it was streaming on FUBU, but that's a, I don't subscribe to them. FUBO, yeah. FUBU, whatever it is. Uh, so anyway, I don't like FUBU. Is this FUBU a clothing company? Uh, <laughs> For us, by us? It might actually be. FUBO, FUBO. FUBO, that's what it is. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm going to actually recommend both these movies. If you're into some Halloween scary stuff this, this year, that evil dead remake is way better than that deserves to be. It's cool. And that is, that is streaming. It is streaming. Yep. Yep. And this guy's got a new movie that came out last year or two years ago called the girl in the spider's web. I don't remember what that, I don't know what that was. What's, uh, that's the, um, the, the Stig Larson, um, the fourth, the fourth story in the Stig Larson, uh, the Claire Foy one. Right, 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 exactly. Yes, the oh. one that came out, the one that was uh, released after after he passed away. Okay, I didn't um, realize that was part of that series. It's interesting. All right, and well, that's, anyway. And that's, boy, a great, just badass female lead character story. Yeah, plus Claire Foy is awesome. Love her. Claire Foy is awesome. Uh, anyway, crowd. go check him out. It's some <laughs> Halloween goodness for you there if you like a good horror movie. Um, mm. Some of you won't, but <laughs> some of you might. All right, Nicole, I want to hear, I'm dying to hear what dark hard thing you've got for us today. uh so before i get to my recommendal uh i want to say kind of piggybacking up on your kind of halloween i decided to watch Monsterland on hulu mm. hmm. uh i'm not going to recommend it it's, um <laughs> i saw your tweet for, and you didn't seem oh too God. happy about it at the time it, so my, i'm sure the other episodes because it's it's a episodic each each episode it's kind of like twilight zone right mm-hmm. They're going to have anthology series. Yes. So Mm -hmm. the monster in there. So I watched the first episode um, and holy crap. (laughs) I cried so hard. I was like, this is not a This is horrible. What? (laughs) Your your microphone does not like you when you go high. Exactly. It does not like when you go high. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So wait, is it just scary? Is it sad? It was a little scary. I mean, there is a quote unquote... There is a monster in there, um, but it kind of turns it on his head that I I want to talk the people about are, it. Were the monsters all along? Yeah. Well, a different kind of monster, a real life monster. Mm. Like, but then the situation that the girl is in is just horrible. 
And there's a little girl about Ava's age. And that's probably why I'm reacting uh, to it yeah. so hard yeah. that I'm just like, this was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to think about this. Yeah. This is a Hulu thing, isn't it? Right. It's a Hulu thing. Um, and there's other stories that maybe I'll go to. But that first one, if you are a parent, if you're especially a new parent, please don't watch it. It, it It's it's awful. It's mm. just awful. It's wow. just awful. Currently just hated it so much. That's- and I can't stop thinking about it. The, and this fictitious little girl, like it affected me so much because that crap happens like yeah, real I, life. It's hard. Like that's the reason I, I always tell that story about me throwing the DVD into the snow when I watched yeah. seven for the first time. Cause mm-hmm. Kim was pregnant Ugh. at the time and I just Ugh. could not deal with the way that movie ended because yeah. of the timing of it. So it sounds like this might yeah. be one of those for people. It's who, called Monsterland. It's, it's a Hulu original. Uh, the first episode has the girl from um, the Tim Allen show. Ah, oh, hell what's it called? She plays well, the mil- also also the from unbelievable guy. Caitlin Deaver, um, who was uh, oh, justified and uh, unbelievable and yeah, um, I love that girl. She's great. Uh, what was that book smart? I think yeah. a couple years ago. Yeah, but mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's her. That's her. Yeah. So the she's, girl from Book Smart. Yes, she plays the mom, um, and you kind of follow her through and her ending up meeting the monster and you finding out about like what the monster's deal is and uh yeah it's, it's good awful. it's reviewing well um it's i like I'm, i said i i kind of stopped there because it hit me so hard and i haven't been able to get past that first episode because yes, I, I get that yeah Tragic. i totally understand not and, your jam uh, yeah. it turns out all right Crying so in I, the middle of the day not the best look on you. What, do, what do we call that a non-mental no no what a, we, non-mental? A, non-mental? I mean, not a mental not a mental not a mental i mean it depends on how i guess it, it depends on you know certain things do you yeah. i i hated it, it but it, it wasn't affected necessarily me. It, was it was bad it was just it was a uh yeah. It it struck a nerve that you didn't want to get struck. Exactly. At you yeah. know, two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. That's no time to have your nerve struck. It's a terrible yeah. time for that. I get it. Yeah, right. All right. Well now give us and something. I actually you did thought like. it was gonna be like super scary. So that's why I was watching it during the day. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, if I watch this super scary show in the mm-hmm. middle of the day, it won't be as bad won't as, be as bad. yeah, right. Yeah, sure. right. Ah, no. I'm such a wimp and on scary movies nowadays. Mm. I don't know why. It's just, so. I don't know. I get, I got that way when my kids were little, I couldn't do yeah. any scary movies back Ugh. then, but now I'm like, so, bring them on, let's do it. <laughs> so the, the movie that I'm going to recommend, <laughs> I've been having trouble getting uh, through certain things. I'm going to recommend this movie, but I'm going to warn you. It was hard to watch. Mm. Um, it took me three sittings to actually get through it. Mm. And then when I got through it, I was like, what the hell did I just watch? Mm. So I had to, it's one of those movies that if you, I, I went into it cold. I didn't know who, who was the director. Turns out it's the guy that did um, spotless mind. So oh, oh. oh Michael Gondry. Yeah. No, no, no. Kaufman. Oh, 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 sorry. Yes, right. Uh, director, not uh, um, right. Uh, not, so, not Philip Dan Kaufman. That Philip? might give you a sense right, of Philip? no, not your not. experience. It's going to be weird. It's going to be fractured. It was very highbrow at times, and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Yeah. Charlie so, Kaufman. Charlie, Charlie Kaufman. Kaufman. There we go. So, all right. Here's your clip. All right. You ready, ready, Scott? I am ready to pl- hit there play on this clip. Here we go. Right now. Here we go. 
right now. Here they come. Jeff has told us so much about you. He's told me so much about both of you, too. And you came anyway? <laughs> Jake tells me you're studying quantum psychics. Ooh, physics. Really? <laughs> but there's just something profoundly wrong here. Are you okay? Yeah. I think you've ending I am so glad Jake has found someone. <laughs> Soon this will all be a distant memory. Who's this? It's me. No, it was me. I tell you, I would misplace my own head if it wasn't screwed onto my own head. I feel like I was seeing them as they were. Oh my gosh. I gotta <laughs> say something about this. Yeah. So... Um, I, I I recognize the voices immediately, but yeah. um, so what's his name? Jeez, um, oh I can't think of his name. Breaking Bad, Todd. Uh, uh, oh, Flemons. Jesse Plemons. Fat Damon. Jesse yeah. yeah, Fat Damon's in this, and yeah. <laughs> he is. I recognize he is. that immediately, but then the voice of the girl he's talking to, yeah, minus an accent that I thought she well th- that I've only heard her have. She's in the new season of Fargo, and she's Jesse, oh Jesse really the no the girl. She's crazy in Fargo. One of yeah, the most the weirdest... one we talked about earlier this week or last week, Jesse Buckley, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. she is something else, dude. She is like one of the most so interesting she's, characters. She people. is kind of the main person in this, and you're kind of following her through um, meeting Jake, mm. who is played by Jesse Plemons, Plemons, mm-hmm. whatever. Plemons. Um, Jesse his P. parents, P. Lemons. Mm-hmm. P. Lemons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you heard Tony Collette in there. Uh, oh yeah, that yeah. Is, that's great. his mom. And uh, David, I don't know how do you Thulis. 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 Oh my gosh, it's all it's that's three people from previous seasons of Fargo. We got all oh, right. No kidding. Yeah, Plemons, uh, the Buckley dude, and uh, Thulis. Yeah, and Thulis. Yum Varga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the turds that float where the turds float. <laughs> so this this is a Netflix movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Would you like to know the name of it? Yes, please. Yeah, I mean, we so <laughs> I cut out. I, I cut out the beginning of it because it, she says it. She goes, "I'm thinking of ending things." So that's the name of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. So okay. she's getting in the car and she she's talking about her boyfriend Jake and she's like, "I'm thinking about ending things." And so they go on this road trip. There's a storm. She gets to the house and weird crap happens like timeline like sh- just weird stuff is going on and you're like trying to make sense of what's really happening here um i don't i, I don't want to give too much away but i honestly think if you know what's happening it makes the movie much more enjoyable to watch i feel mm-hmm. like this is a if you don't know what's going on you're going to either we need to watch clips after the fact of once you figure it out. Cause there's, if you Google or go on YouTube, there's so many endings explain. It's one of those movies where you need explanations mm. okay. of what the hell you, you just find watched. The, uh, the YouTube video and the explained. Uh... <laughs> and once you understand what's happening, it makes sense. All mm, of it really? makes total okay. sense. But the first time through, I was just like, I have no idea what I'm really watching. Even though the director even says, I lay it out pretty, you know, it's out there. There shouldn't really be any what's going on. But if you don't follow the thought patterns of what's happening, it's really hard. 
I mean, because we're trained a certain way to watch a movie. This is definitely not hmm. <laughs> your kind of A to B. Here's the line. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place. And you're kind of a detective of sorts as you're watching this movie to kind of figure out what's happening. Well, so, t- Tony Collette, I liked no it. Wrong for it me. I mean, seems rad. I'm going to watch it. I actually didn't like mm-hmm. it as much as after I figured out what was going on. So I liked, so it, liked more it more once you understood it. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's funny. This one came up as a recommendation on my Netflix and I was like, Oh, this sounds really weird. I had no idea all the people who were in this thing um, or the, the uh, Kaufman directed it, but I'm, I'm way more interested and excited about this uh, um, now to see it. So yeah, this cool. cat, the cast alone has, is driving me here. I'm going to see it for that alone. If even it if has like weird, it. like, parts in it where there's like a whole ballet number Hmm. and then there's like uh, a whole thing from a beautiful mind. And so you're like, what is going on? So would you, would you recommend knowing what's going on? Then you said that knowing what's going on would have made you enjoy the film more. I think so. Okay. I might have, I don't want you to say, I don't want you to spoil it for everybody, but I might have you text, text. me. Boy. I mean, I love, I love, just, yeah, yeah, don't. I'm not going to tell you. Mm. Watch it. Okay. And then it's that those. T- and it's then that we'll, talk, then we'll have a breakout yeah. session and talk yes. about it. It's yeah. like our book club, a movie club. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I'm just checking here. Her name in Fargo is Oretta Mayflower. And what's blowing me away here is that she's Irish and she does yeah. the most amazing Minnesota, like Midwest accent you've ever heard. Hmm. Dude, the new season of Fargo has got me in its grasp so hard, and I'm so excited that she's in other stuff. I, to me, she's a revelation because I don't I don't feel like I've ever seen her in anything else. Like she was in Chernobyl, and I didn't notice. I don't know what she even played in there. Oh, who was oh. this again? Uh, the girl, the redheaded main oh. girl in this, Jesse. Uh, Jesse Buckley, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, there's two Jessies, Jesse two Plemons Jessies, and Jesse yeah. Buckley. <laughs> there are. So the second Jesse, you'll like this, uh, Scott. Yeah. Is um, the girl from the boys. She's the assistant, the oh. redheaded assistant. Season one or season two? Uh, season she's two in both. Yet. She's in okay. both. Wait, right. Jesse she's Buckley in is in the boys? Is that what you're no, telling No, Jesse Buckley is not in the boys. There's two, there's two actresses that play the character that Jesse in this movie. Oh, okay. Think, it's weird. Oh, and you're saying the other actress is, is the other the actress is the, the assistant. Oh, that weird boys. assistant lady. Yeah. The, she the, has kind of like, the, you know who I'm talking the about. The buggy eyes and the, she, yes, I just watched her watch him Homelander do a terrible thing to somebody. Mm-hmm. Freaking Homelander. <laughs> I, saw you, I saw your tweet. What episode are you on? Uh, I just finished the first one. Cause I was waiting for all these to pile up so I could binge it a little bit. And, uh, oh, yeah. I love the first season. I mean, the boys is not for everybody. I can t- no, definitely no, no. tell you that, but, mm-hmm. Freaking Homelander, dude. He's just, mm-hmm. he is just something else, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's really, oh, really wait. something. Just wait. I know. I, okay. I hear I'm in for it. So, uh, Jeez. pretty, pretty yeah, I'm letting I'm letting those pile up. I'm letting Fargo's pile up. We're, we're uh, watching another of your recommendals, uh, Perry Mason. Oh, what do you think of that so far? So far, loving it. And, yeah. you know, the uh, Shea Wiggum. Yeah. Uh, you know, dude can do no wrong. Uh, Matthew Rees, uh another Reese. Fargo. By the way, another Fargo uh, dude. Season one right. Fargo was uh, was Bigham. He was great. Yeah, yeah, he's great. So anyway, really liking uh, 
really liking the old new vibe of Perry Mason. That's beautiful, isn't it? That's the other thing. It looks like it's mm-hmm. filmed by it really is beautiful. Yeah. So someone just recommended in the chat Ted Laszlo uh for a comedy. The and Lasso. I want to say thank you because I've been looking for a comedy. Just something it's, light. It's, just just for, the, light. for the record, it's Las- Lasso, not Laszlo. Lasso? Yeah, yeah not Laszlo. Ted Lasso. Not Laszlo. Yeah, you get something else if you just find the search for Ted Laszlo. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's accountant or something. Uh, get those listen, numbers to Ted listen, Laszlo. For those of you with the bingo card, you you just got a you just got the the uh, Nicole free space. Yeah, well done, good job. Um, but well, I'll see this. Not, this. That's not hard to get. No, no, no. no I guess you automatically get the Nicole free space without her doing that, don't you? Never mind. That's true. Yeah. Well, here's the beauty of all of this. If you're tracking what we talk about and you want to hear more or remember what we said. Uh, and thank and thankfully Nicole does this because some of the names today are going to be hard to remember. So check out her Twitter account, Nicole Spag. She'll put them right mm-hmm. there, and you too can enjoy our recommendals. Yay, Nicole! Have a fantastic Bye, week. Stay tuned for next week when I have eleven recommendals. And I hope your kids haven't <laughs> eaten each other. Bye. What if they're? What if it's full Lord of the Flies in her basement now? They picked leaders. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah. Like paint, like uh, mud on their face for paint, and yep. they, you know, yeah. Who's going to kill Penny and all that stuff? Uh, wearing animal skins. Oh, no. What happened to Millie and yeah. uh, Dougie? <laughs> it's not going to go well. Yeah, where's the dog? Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, quick fan service for a fan. Fan service. This is from uh, March Younglove. Who, oh. That's a great name. That's a great way. name. Uh, fan service. My also, also a great time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the words are a little mixed up. But that, yeah, I remember March Younglove. It was more like Younglove in March. But yeah. It was a good time. Yeah. March. Uh-huh. Remember March? March was a weird March this year. Oh, March. Anyway, yeah. uh, says this. Oh, my, March, isn't it? Wait. Is, <laughs> oh, we're still there. Oh, no. Lousy smarts weather. Anyway, fan service about my comic book on Kickstarter. Hello, Leonardo and Raphael. Ooh, we're named after uh, Ninja Turtles there. My name is March. Uh, Marchy Farchy in the chat. <laughs> cool. That's pretty great. Uh, from Savannah, Georgia. Oh, I love the people from Savannah. They all talk like that. They're all slow. You, you drink that out here on the porch, dear. We're in Savannah, Georgia. Anyway. Lemonade on the porch. <laughs> I've been a member of the Frog Vance family for a year now. Since you are doing fan service for the community, I figured it might, you might be interested in my comic book Kickstarter going on in the month of October. After graduating and sequential art degree, uh, this is my first big crowdfunded project. It is a 60-page comic book about the artist Michelangelo not the Teenage Ninja Turtle, and his life and art told from the perspective of his friend, confidant, and muse, Tommaso. Think of it as a surrealist dream about the resist, or excuse, about the Renaissance artist's life and work. It sounds really interesting. The Kickstarter will be going until October 31st, so right up until Halloween. And if anyone in the community thinks it might be something they're interested in, encourage them to check it out at tinyurl.com slash marchy77. That's marchy77. It's possible Marchy is capital M, and it's I don't know if Tiny URL is capital or is oh, case sensitive. I can't remember that either. Yeah. So make sure you just put March the, the M in Marchy is is capital. Everything else is lowercase. Tinyurl.com slash Marchy seven seven, uh, or you can just search Michelangelo on Kickstarter. You'll find it that way. Anyway, any support would be greatly appreciated. Love the show though, and all the hours of content you guys put out. It helps me focus for a few hours while I draw. Well, that's fantastic. It distracts me. You're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do anything. I've tried, I've tried drawing my own comic book during the show today, and it's it sucks. It, right. There's no, there's no character development. There's no follow through. Yeah, it's the middle act needs work. 
That's right, exactly. Uh, I don't even know where this guy came from. <laughs> March Young Love is an amazing name, by the way. Yeah, yeah, what a cool sure. If that's your real name, that is badass. I love yeah. that name. You could write books and do stuff the rest of your life, and everyone will know who you are. Anyway, good luck with that. If you've got something you uh, promote or do or make, and you want to have it fan serviced here on the show, send it into our email address, themorningstream at gmail.com, or you can send all your correspondence. Do you have an issue with something we said today? Did you not like the cut of our jib? You can do it there too. Do you love us? You can tell us that. If they say, hey, what if they, what if Brian played a song and you're like, man, that was the worst thing I ever heard. You can complain here. That's fine. Oh, they do. They do. Yeah. And if, uh, oh my God, if it's just automatically throw away any emails from Dice Tomato. (laughs) Like I have a a rule set up in my Apple mail account. Yeah. I have a filter in Gmail that just, (laughs) if it's got Dice, Tomato, or any combination of those words. Right. Exactly. Just kidding. Dice Tomato. I get all your emails, bud. You can send them anytime yes, you want. We love you. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Frogpants.com slash TMS. Support us at our Patreon at patreon.com slash TMS. We'll have a regular Thursday episode tomorrow, a PM on Friday. Those PMs only go to patrons, so uh, support up. It's early in the month. Time to do it. Okay. Uh, oh, and I heard through a little bird, although that may be gone now. You'd have to check, but I heard there may have been a couple of extra uh, TMS 2000 mugs. Oh, good, because I heard thing. from... Uh from our friend mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he did not get one he raced mm-hmm. to try and buy one and they were sold out and um, his name is Larry and uh, Julia is his niece that that uh, quoted the phrase or that they coined the phrase I can definitely see why you like it uh, so perfect. perfect so let's talk after the show if you've got a couple then then I'd like to I'll pay to have them sent out to uh, to those two yeah I'll, call, um, I'll get with Dave right after this and just make sure the stock is there Cool. I want them to have one is what I I want that to happen. So let's make that yeah. happen. Uh, that's it for the show. Thank you all for being here. Let's now leave with music. Brian, play this song for me. Damn it. Oh, you're going to, you're going to love this. And I, I hope Scott, you've looked at the song title and you're scratching your head that, wow, really? It's mostly uh, the waveform. I look at the waveform and think, wow, that doesn't. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Control the volume. Yeah. Uh, Matthew, who goes by Matherin B in chat says, my son is turning two on October 7th. His favorite song is Wheels on the Bus. Brian, if you can pull a cover of that song out of your hat, it would be an awesome gift. If not a cover relating to buses, if not, there should be a comma there. Mm. A cover relating to buses would work. Another one rides the bus by Weird Al, for example. Mm. Happy birthday, Mr. Matt. Love, Dad. Oh, that's good. Well, happy birthday, Matthew. I'm sorry. Happy birthday to Matthew's son. Uh, although he says, happy birthday, Mr. Matt. Love, Dad. So maybe his son's name is Matthew also, but the, you know, he says that his name is Mather and B in chat. So I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of math. I yeah. can't do all this math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Wheels on the bus. You guys ready for a wheels on the bus cover? Say yeah. yes. Cause you are. I am. Um, this, uh, this is one of my go-to guys when uh, there's like a really weird cover that I need because chances are he's done it. Uh, this is uh, Leo, you know, Leo, Leo, Mrs. Nicole. Nostromicolli. Yeah, Neander, uh, Uh, not Neanderthal, (laughs) uh, Netherlands guy, right? Netherlands guy, just again, um, an amazing guitarist. Probably should be on Rolling Stone's list of uh, top 30 guitarists. He is so good. He does belong on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is from his volume eight of Leo Metal covers, which he released back in 2016. It's Leo covering The Wheels on the Bus. The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. Bus go round and round all through the town. 
of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Chill out, James. <laughs>